So here I was pondering statements made by powers that be that Tanzania is rich and does not need foreign aid. In fact, it could be a donor country. I am not an economist and definitely numbers are not my cup of tea. So I did what 99% of us do with internet connection. I Google. This is what I stumbled on. A list of countries by nominal GDP on Wikipedia. At $62.2 billion, Tanzania stood in the 74th place on the list, comprising of 185 countries. There you have it. Proof. Tanzania was in the wealthiest half of the said list. Just a few positions away from Luxembourg, which is 69th on the list, and well ahead of Bahrain, which is 94th on the list. Both often mentioned as being super rich. Okay, so hold on. The fact that Luxembourg and Bahrain are super rich is common knowledge. That Tanzania is super rich, that is not known at all, let alone common knowledge. So here is what I deduced. These other two countries are tiny countries. Tanzania is big. This assumption didn't satisfy me. So, okay. Click, click. Another Wikipedia list. Population by country. Tanzania's population is 58 million. 5,463. Bahrain's population is 1,641,172. Luxembourg's population is 615,729. This certainly changes things. Now that I was getting the hang of it, yet another Wikipedia list. GDP per capita by country. Tanzania stands on the 158th place with 1,104 US dollars. Luxembourg is the first on the list with 113,196 US dollars. Bahrain is the 34th in the list with 25,273 US dollars. Now, this really changes things, doesn't it? Armed with this new list, I asked an economist to calculate how many times more were countries wealthier or less wealthy than Tanzania. Based on the assumption that countries generally provide aid to those poorer than themselves, Tanzania could assist 28 countries that come after it on the GDP per capita list. Notably, South Sudan, last on the list, GDP per capita is 301% less than Tanzania's or Rwanda, 167th on the list and has 34% less GDP per capita than Tanzania. But this is where this approach started raising doubts in my mind. If at all it was the correct approach to have been identified as a donor country, because by the same token, for example, Zambia, which is 154th on the list and has 18% more GDP per capita, could provide aid to Tanzania as much as South Africa, which is the 89th. For long, Tanzania has been a recipient of aid, but from donors significantly wealthier than themselves. For long, Tanzania has been a recipient of aid, but from donors significantly wealthier than itself or even South Africa. Our donors have included Switzerland, second in place with 7,483% more GDP per capita than Tanzania. Also the United States and Sweden. 
Thus, I've taken a very roundabout way to get to the obvious. Tanzania is not rich, not even close, and is very far from being a viable donor to any country. This, of course, is obvious to anyone who's ever visited any village, any poor neighborhood, any public hospital or school in Tanzania, and has paid, of course, the slightest bit of attention. Maybe our wealth is not Tanzania's actual level of wealth, but say the immense revenues that would come from the exploitation of Tanzania's massive natural gas reserves. So another Google search surfaced an article in the East African on the 28th, September 2017. It says, quote, Tanzania has 57 trillion cubic feet of largely undeveloped and proven natural gas reserves, from which it expects to reap close to $5 billion annually in gas exports revenue. So how much would $5 billion annually add to the GDP? Here again, I turn for a bit of help at hand to an economist who pointed out that based on Tanzania's population level, $5 billion would have added a mere $86.20 to GDP per capita. The addition of this amount would not have shifted Tanzania in the rankings by a single position, it seems. So if Tanzania is not a donor country, can the other portion, namely that Tanzania does not need foreign aid to be justified? Being the 29th poorest country on the planet certainly does not weigh in favor of this argument. And who would say no to free money anyway? So it must be a matter of want rather than need. And not wanting foreign aid can logically only be attributed to not wanting the conditions that come attached. Based on recent public reiterations, it seems conditions for Western aid generally revolve around values and principles like democracy, rule of law, respect of human rights, and private enterprise. Principles and values that we have agreed to live by, at least as per my understanding of our constitution. And even if they weren't, what is the problem with embracing them? Principles and values that have built the wealth of many nations. If we don't adhere to these conditions, the final interpretation then is that foreign aid will be reduced. So are we saying that we do not want aid to preempt a possible shortfall? Now, this is getting a little convulsed, isn't it? Ah, finally, I felt I'd exhausted all my avenue of thinking and logic. I decided that arguing about whether we want aid is a matter of opinion. But after all the math, it seems we still, unfortunately, need aid. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion, but not to their own facts. So click away, my friends. Check your facts while we continue to argue, in my humble opinion. <laughs>